Today's theme and subject is the fear of the Lord. This to me is an exciting subject because I don't hear it ministered that often or taught. And it is so vitally important to each and every one of us. I'm going to start reading today in Luke uh, verse 49. For he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. God has done so many wonderful things in my life. And I, 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 it's hard for me to continue to get to the theme here because that's such a statement. Holy is his name. He has done wonderful things for so many of us today. So I want you to listen. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. His mercy is on those who fear him. In Proverbs 128, let me get the switch. Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Have you chosen the fear of the Lord? They hated knowledge and they did not choose the fear of the Lord. Therefore, the God, God completely rejected them. It says here that he uh, uh, hated them. They hated knowledge. You know who is wisdom and knowledge? It's God. They hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. In Isaiah 33, 6, And he will be, be the stability of your times, a wealth of salvation, wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Listen to this promise here. And he will be the stability of your times, God. A wealth of salvation, wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Is the fear of the Lord your treasure? First of all, before I go on, I want you to know that the fear of the Lord is not natural fear. It's not demonic fear. That Spirit of trembling, the spirit of fear, that is of the devil, the darkness. It is not of God. The fear of man, the fear of man, who, who, why are we afraid of man? Why are we afraid of anything, really? Why would we be bound by fear when God has given us this spirit of holiness, this spirit of life? He's given us hope. He's given us health. He's given us so many blessings. And he's given him himself to be with us. And we discern that by one of his spirits. And we're going to continue in that. In 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of timidity. He's not given us, King James says, a fear. This is a different kind of fear. This is the fear of man. The fear that the devil brings. The devil can scare you. He can come, oh, he, you're going to die. You're going to this. You're going to do that. When you cave into that, guess what? Fear is negative faith. And if you give to negative faith, you have, it will come to pass. You say, yes, devil, I'm going to die. And you're going to die. That's what fear is. It's negative faith. Faith works. God has given us the spirit, has given us the spirit of fear, which we're going to, you're going to understand much better. It's not timidity. It's not demonic fear. 
It's not the fear of man. It's not the fear that so many of us are in bondage to. It is the wisdom and knowledge and counsel of the Holy Spirit. Let's continue. In verse 1 John 4, 17. By this, love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. Verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear because fear involves punishment And the one who fears is not perfected in love. But yet, it is the fear of the Lord is a treasure of the man. It is the spirit, the Lord's spirit of fear that we're going to, I want you to understand today the difference between God's holy fear and man's fear. And the fear from the devil, the liar, the accuser of the brethren. That needs to be cast down and put under our feet. We've been given all authority over that rascal. Be nice here. Verse 20 of Hebrews 12:20. For they could not bear the command. If even a beast touches the mountain, it will be stoned. Verse 21. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I am full of fear and trembling. Moses was full of the awe and reverence of God. How many, I have, I, I have fallen as a dead man before the very presence of God. He has come in so amazing in my presence that I literally found my face on, myself on my face, bowing, inclining my ear before God in awe and reverence to a holy and mighty God. This is what, this is what Moses was experiencing here. And in verse 22, but you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of a living God, the heavenly Jerusalem and myriads of angels. We have come to the city. We are, we, we are in Christ and he in us and we have access to the very throne of God through this relationship and we have the counsel. The all, oh, the, rev- the revelation of God, which will make us bow our heads and incline our ear before a living and mighty God. I preached a sermon, and I couldn't find it this morning, but I, I thought I had it somewhere, that practicing the presence of God in our lives. This, we're going to get further into this, but basically the fear of God, choosing the fear of the Lord, choosing. Have you chosen chosen the fear of the Lord? This is the man's treasure, the fear of the Lord. That will lead you into all righteousness. That will guide you. That will help you. That will establish you. That will give you strength, and that will give you faith. All and reverence is a response to the revelation of God. And without revelation, there is no true reverence. If you don't know the fear of God, I'm not sure you know God. If you know God and he has come and visited you and you should be in awe that God is not only with us, he's in us, he guides us, he heals us, he blesses us, he keeps us, he leads us in the path of righteousness and he's given me this godly conscience, this fear of the Lord 
in awe and reverence of him, I choose to not only hear, but to obey because it's in obedience that is righteousness, not just in hearing. We're going to go on with this. In Genesis 31, 42, if the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac has not been, has not been for me, surely now you have sent me away empty handed. God has seen my affliction and the toll of my hands, so he rendered judgment last night. But Jacob was swearing here to in awe and reverence and the fear of his father Isaac. That's a different kind. That's in the awe of the reverence of the chosen, of that anointing that was passed down from one son to the next, from Abraham, the God of Abraham and of Nahor and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of Israel. And in Isaiah 11.1, 1, the sevenfold manifestation of the Holy Spirit is Christ, in Christ. Then a shoot will spring up from the stem of Jesse, and a branch from the roots will bear fruit. Verse 2, the Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and strength, the Spirit of knowledge, and the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. These are the sevenfold manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And he will delight, Isaiah eleven three, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord, and he will not, not judge by what he sees, nor what a decision, but by what his ears hear. What his ears hear? What is that? What are we hearing? We're hearing the fear of the Lord, the counsel of the Spirit of God that guides us into all righteousness in the paths of righteousness, into holiness. Blessed is this man that chooses the fear of the Lord. One of the seven very spirits of God. We are led by the Spirit of God. Those that are in Christ are led by the Spirit of God. You have received this spirit of righteousness, this spirit of holiness. You receive the Spirit of the Lord. We know about, but we've also received the spirit of the fear of the Lord. That is the wisdom, the counsel, the knowledge of when to do right or wrong. To be aware of of where we place our feet. What is the path we're walking on? It's being led by the Spirit. But not just hearing, it's listening, listen, obey. Scripture coming up. It's hearing with faith, which means it's hearing with obedience. And in obedience, our faith is we reckon as righteous. It's obedience unto righteousness. It's hearing. How what do we hear? What is the counsel of the Lord in our life for knowledge and wisdom? It is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. The seven spirits, I'm going to repeat them here. The spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of, of might, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. The spirit of the fear of the Lord leads us into wisdom, leads us into knowledge, leads us in when to use his authority, leads us and guides us. It's this, it's this conscious, this godly consciousness in me that keeps me. And because of that, I choose to walk in obedience to the leading of the Holy Spirit, knowing that I'm walking in the fear of the Lord, that I will be blessed, that I will be pleasing 
that my sacrifice of my life will be acceptable unto him as a priest of God. I've been called, we've been called a kingdom of priests, kings and priests. We're to rule and reign in his name for his glory. But we're also, we also are to offer sacrifices. We're going to talk about the priesthood in chapters coming up. It's exciting. We're, we're, we're not of the priest, the, the Levitical priesthood. We're not of the law of Moses. We're under a different priesthood, the one of Melchizedek. And, and it's kind of, uh, I won't start, I'll preach that whole sermon if I start today. But, but, but Melchizedek, I'll just give you a little, a little hint here. Melchizedek brought his own sacrifice. You know, in, in under the Levitical priesthood, they, they had to come and bring a lamb and the priest was always standing and he offered the lamb, the priest offered a lamb. He didn't ever bring it. He got it from the center. Melchizedek brought and met, I believe, Genesis 14, 16 or 16, 14, one of the two. But anyway, that Melchizedek met Abraham and he brought out the wine and the bread. He brought it out, the body and the blood. He offered under Abraham. In the order of Melchizedek, Jesus Christ brought his. He says, take eat to his disciples. This is my body. This is my blood. I have brought my own sacrifice my own sacrifice, I have brought myself that I'm offering on God's cross on that table. My blood, my life, my body, broken for you, taking a my blood that was shed for the forgiveness of sins. This life, this nefresh, that's the Hebrew word. In fact, that, that is the life in that blood. That, that sinly God that was given for each and every, that was put on the altar. Once and for all, when he offered himself, he went and sat down at the right hand of God. It was done. It was finished. It was done. He brought his own offering as we, in the first 11 chapters of Romans, it's basically about righteousness, salvation. It's amazing. Paul's writing, especially in Romans, it's amazing. It's a complete story. And then in 12, 1, it says, therefore, having all these precious, therefore, all of this, all that we've just heard in the first 11 chapters. Let us present ourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to unto him. We are priests, but our offering is our own self. We bring in the order of Melchizedek. We're going to talk about, we're going to preach, we're going to spend a whole hour on it. I get excited. But but in the fear of God, my offerings of my life, my words are acceptable. My thoughts are acceptable. If not, I'm convicted by that same fear of God, the spirit of God within me, the Holy Spirit, one of the seven spirits of God that he has entrusted and placed in me. The fear of the God to allow me to know right from wrong, to allow me to give guidance, to give correction. That I may present myself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to him. I'm going to get on now and judgments a little bit. A little bit today. The fear of the Lord is so important because I don't think people understand the importance of having the fear of the Lord in your life. It's a godly conscience. It's a reverence and holy. It's practicing the presence of God that, that is with us. If you're in Christ... The Holy Spirit, we've been sealed before I preach the whole thing. The conditions that we have to fulfill 
to have the fear of the Lord. That's what's coming up. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death was heard because of his godly fear. Huh. This was Jesus who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries, tears to him who was able to save him from death hmm. and was heard because of his godly fear. This is Jesus. Jesus had godly fear. He loved the father. And though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Called by God as a high priest, according to the order of Melchizedek. He, he brought the body, he brought the bread, and he brought the wine. His own body and his own blood. Of whom we have much to say, and hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. Have you become dull of hearing? If you become dull of hearing, the fear of the Lord's not going to apply to you because the fear of the Lord is the spirit of God that gives counsel, that leads you. And guess what? Because of the fear of the Lord, Jesus Christ endured great suffering. You know, I spoke, I believe, in the last chapter about the word of God, about the storm. We all, it, this, we all pass through the storm. But is, do we stand or are we destroyed? What, what is your rock? Is it, is it, is it on the sand or is it on the bedrock, the petras, the bedrock? I'm on that bedrock, Jesus Christ. And I, and it stands and his counsel stands. And though I pass through the, the storm and believe me in my life, there's been many, many storms and many of them I brought on myself. Lord, thank you for thy grace and mercy and thy love. But through his counsel, through the fear of the Lord, I have learned to walk in a, a straighter path because <laughs> I got tired of getting beat up. <laughs> I learned to, and listen, listening, I listened, I heard, I obeyed. God, I want you to know the fear of the Lord today. There's wealth, there's blessing, we're going to, there's all kind of reward in being obedient to God. Other than just salvation. Psalms 34, 11 says, come you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Listen, I'm going to listen. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Are you a, a person that desires life and loves many days? I'm 70 years old and, and I feel good. <laughs> I'm blessed. I walk in divine health. I don't get sick. I'm not planning to get sick. I don't, it's, it's not part of my deal. I gave him my body and I got his in exchange. Hallelujah. His body was broken for me. I partook of that bread. Hallelujah. I partook of that blood and I've got the spirit of God within me that sustains me, that blesses me, that guides me and that keeps me in the narrow way by the fear of the Lord. The spirit of the fear of the Lord. In verse 7, Proverbs 3, 7 here. says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Depart from evil. I will. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bone. It will what? 
The fear of the Lord, if we obey him, let me read verse 7 Do not be wise in your own. Fear the Lord, depart from evil. The fear of the Lord will keep you from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. 70 years old. I'm strong. God's word is true. I've learned to heed to the fear of the Lord. I've learned to enjoy the presence of God in my life and not, not, not all the time feeling like I blew it again. I, I just, it seems like there's just, it seems like for this old man, there's just no hope. Uh, Jesus is my hope. He's the way. He's the life. He's given me the spirit of the fear of the Lord, that I have divine counsel. I have an awe and reverence for, for God. I do, I yield myself to Him. I try to listen and I try to obey. I'm still working on some things. I think later in this teaching I get to some of that. I'm not sure exactly, but I'm going to let the Lord lead me here today. But the fear of the Lord is help to our bones and our bodies. In Isaiah 11:1, 1, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of that root. That's, of course, Christ Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Oh, I'm just repeating this. I, I guess I've got this in here twice. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. In 11.3, his delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hear with his ears. He will judge. Okay, you've got it, by the Spirit. Job 28.28. And to the man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. So wisdom is the fear of the Lord, and the departing from evil is understanding. The fear of the Lord will bring knowledge, understanding, wisdom. We're going to talk about these coming up into your life. Psalms 25 and 12. Who is the man that fears the Lord? He shall, him shall he teach in the way he chooses. In verse 13, he himself shall dwell in prosperity. He shall dwell in success. It's not always abundance. It's success. We shall succeed, not fail. That is prosperity. And his descendants shall inherit the earth. Who? The one that dwells in the fear of the Lord. Verse 14. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And he will show them his covenant. Do you know the covenant of God? The whole secret of the Lord is those that abide in the fear of the Lord because in the fear of the Lord, there's understanding, there's wisdom, there's knowledge, there's eternal life. There is peace, righteousness, joy, hallelujah. There's a hope that guards my heart. There's a, it's the anchor to my soul. And that comes from the fear of the Lord because I listen and I obey. And God blesses me. In Proverbs 10, 27, the fear of the Lord prolongs days, but, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. That's a pretty big promise right there. When you're, uh, when you're, when you're 70, good promise. You know, I, I, I always, honestly, I, I'm, I'm willing to be with him when he's ready for me to be there. 
I, I always, I never had the most confidence in myself. I, somehow I felt like I, I can really mess this up. Well, you might better go ahead and take me home. Anyway, somehow by, by his mercy and love and patience and understanding has allowed me to get to know him in such a way that whether I'm here or whether I'm there, I'm with him. I abide in his love. I abide in, in his presence. I abide in his spirit by the fear of the Lord. And I take that counsel. I take that wisdom. And I'm here today to share with you. Here's a promise through the fear of the Lord for help, for lengthened days, for prosperity, for, to have, to succeed instead of fail, to, to walk, have a hope in Christ Jesus, a hope. There's a hope in Christ Jesus. It's hope that, that comes to anchor. It's not just, it's a hope. It's a real hope. It's within our, guards our minds. There, it's not a spirit of timidity. It's not the fear of man. It's not, woo. No, it's knowing God's counsel, knowing God's wisdom. And in knowing God, that is not only eternal life, but there's a peace that surpasses understanding. There's a promise for, for blessing, for life. Folks, know God. John 17, 3, this is eternal life, that I know him and his son, Jesus Christ, that I know him. This is eternal life. This is, and knowing him, we have received the spirit of God within us, which we're going to talk about. And we are talking about. And one of the very spirits of God is the spirit of fear. And there's all kind of promises I'm sharing with you today about the spirit of fear. About having an awe and a reverence for God and practicing that awe and reverence because he is with me, in me, he leads me, guides me, and I am his. I was bought with a price. In Proverbs 14, 26, it says, In the fear of the Lord there is a strong confidence. And his children will have a place of refuge. I've got seven children. I've got 14, got my in-laws. They all my kids. All, I got seven sons, seven daughters. I got 15 grandchildren. They've all got refuge. Their granddad fears the Lord. God has provided a refuge for all of those. And it's in Christ Jesus. They all, most all, they stumble occasionally. But the majority, if not all, have chosen to follow the Lord. That, you, man cannot do that. That takes the, the mercy and, and the benevolence, the love of God to reach out and save your kids and save your, and protect and give them a, a place over their head to sustain them. Uh, most of, a lot of my children, a lot of them are ministering, are working in, in the companies that allows me now to do this, to spend my time with God. And I, and I just delight, but they also take time to spend their time with the Lord. It is a joy. It is a promise. It's a promise right here. And his children will have a place of refuge, first in Christ, and then a house over their heads with food to eat. Proverbs 14, 27 in the next verse. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of of death. It's a fountain of life. Do, do, the snares of the death, sickness, disease, all that stuff. God had bore it for. He, we, we, he brought us the bread. He brought us to partake. And that we become bread and uh, to others. We become life. 
the spirit of the fear of the Lord gives you what says a fountain of life because in obedience, in holiness, there truly is a promise. There truly is life. There truly is eternal life. There truly is blessing. There is help. There is wisdom. There is prosperity. There are all these things. Walking in the fear of the Lord. All these promises. Having an awe. Having a reverence for God. Being mindful. Being spiritually minded. Spiritually minded is the fear of the Lord. An awe, a reverence for God. And that I choose to walk in that fear of the Lord by not sinning against Him. And I allow that same Spirit to lead me, guide me in all that I do. And hopefully still working on all that I say. Sometimes I say too many words. One of the things that I'm working, trying to work on. Seems like I've gotten worse as I've gotten older. But we'll talk, I'll talk about that maybe later. The fear of the Lord leads to life. And he who has... And it will abide in satisfaction. This is Proverbs 19.23. And he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited with evil. You want to keep the evil away? Abide in the fear of the Lord. Promise right here. Proverbs 22.4. By humility and the fear of the Lord... Y'all know greater grace, which we can't do nothing without God's spirit, without God's grace working within us. Providing the, the, the ability to do anything. That there, by humility, greater grace, and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. By grace, grace, greater grace, humility, and by the fear of the Lord, obedience, righteousness, there's what? There are riches, honor, and life. How about those promises? Do you know the fear of the Lord today? Choose the fear of the Lord. What all these promises I'm reading is because the fear of the Lord. In Psalms 2:11, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Serve the Lord with fear, the fear of the Lord, and rejoice with trembling in that all reverence that I'm in His. Because out of the fear of the Lord, I'm able to come into His presence. I feel like Moses. Oh, I'm undone. I'm in the very presence of God. I'm seeing God face to face. We we have the opportunity to come into the throne room in the name of Jesus. Because we are made righteous, holy, by not only His work, but by the fear of the Lord in us. Because we walk in obedience to the leading of His Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Practice, choose today, it says, the fear of the Lord. That's how they started off on this. In Acts 9.31, Then the church throughout all Judea, Galilee, Samaria, had peace and were edified. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. Hallelujah. There's a blessing. They were walking, the, the, the saints of God, walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. They come together. They come together. The more you walk in the fear of the Lord, the greater all of the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the blessings and the promises are multiplied to you. Health, prosperity. If we walk and abide in the fear of the Lord, know the fear of the Lord today. In Ephesians 5.20, 
It says, giving thanks always for all things to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 21, submitting to one another in the fear of God. In the fear of the Lord, we we have the humility to submit one to another in this love with the children of God, this relationship where without love, you know, Without love, there's you don't you're not really, you don't really know God. But to 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 know God and to know His love, you love your brother. If you don't love your brother, you can't. How can you love God whom you haven't seen? If you've loved your brother who you, who don't love your brother who you have. So here, submitting to one another, how in the fear of the Lord. First Peter one fifteen. But as He who called you is holy, and you also be holy. In all of your conduct, verse 16, because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. Verse 17, and if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each man one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear. Not in, not in, God hadn't given us a spirit of fear. But conduct yourself in fear. What is he talking? Peter's talking about the fear of the Lord. The Holy Spirit. This awe and consciousness of God in our lives that's with us. That will lead us into all the paths of righteousness. By what? By the fear of the Lord. Because we are in awe. We have reverenced him. We are serving a living, holy God. And we have been made righteous. And we... we we are to conduct ourselves in that righteousness, in the fear of the Lord. In verse 18, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold for, from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, not religion, but with the precious blood of Jesus, of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, Hallelujah. So we have been purchased. We, we, it was a big price paid. And therefore, we need to conduct ourselves in what? The fear of the Lord with all and reverence. It costs a lot. We're going to talk about the price that was paid. We're going to talk several, uh, probably several chapters or several hours anyway, or if I'm able to do it in that. The divine exchange, what God really, the cost, what it really cost the Lord. For us to have this access, to be able to receive the Spirit of God and all of His counsel, His knowledge, His wisdom. Choose the fear of the Lord. In Proverbs 2, 1, my son, if you receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, my commands, what it said. Verse 2, so that you incline your ear, bow, humility, to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment, Discernment, cry out, and lift your voice for understanding. Are you hungering for understanding? Discernment, we'll talk about the difference here shortly. If you seek her as silver and search for her as a hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. If you, if you, you seek what knowledge, discernment, wisdom, all these things, then if you do, you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Do you really want to know God? Do you really want to understand? Proverbs 2, 2, 1. It talked about, um, 
I did all this in a hurry this morning. It says there's three aspects here. Understanding, which is comprehension. Insight, seeing to and discern things. Discretion, knowing by knowing what to do with understanding and discernment, when and how. Not only knowing, but you know when and how. That's true understanding. My son, you will receive my words and my treasure, my commandments within you. Verse 2, we're going back over what I just read earlier, but this is with further explanation. Uh, I've got up here, make your ear attentive to wisdom. Understand this comprehension, man. Insight, see into things, discern, discern things. Discretion is knowing what to understand and discernment when and how. Now, these, this all applies to these scriptures. That's why I'm going back to read these so you may understand it's through the fear of the Lord that we can gain understanding, comprehension. We can have insight, see, be able to discern things, discernment. And discretion, discretion is not only understanding and discernment, but it's when and how. Now, I, I, all this applies to all those scriptures that I just read you here, the first five verses of second chapter of uh, Proverbs. And I don't know that I need to read them again, but it says, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover knowledge. If you will seek these things, you will understand the fear of the Lord because the fear of the Lord has all of these, which I just read to you. It has understanding. It has insight, which is able to discern things. It, it, it has the knowing and understanding and discernment of not only knowing, but of understanding when and how. It's, it's a full comprehension of God's purpose within us. And if you have that, then you understand what the fear of the Lord is. It is that awe. It's that reverence. But it is that knowledge and understanding and knowing God. And be able to allow His Spirit. And because and, by knowing Him, I can come boldly before His throne and bow my head. And be blessed, have health, lengthen my days on life. My children have refuge, blessing after blessing after blessing through the fear of the Lord, learning to discern, to understand, to know God, which is eternal life. And it comes through knowing his son, to know this one true God and his son, Jesus Christ. This is eternal life. This is salvation. This is, this is the promise. And with that and with the fear of the Lord, we walk into these promises. The wisdom here, I've got wisdom, three aspects of wisdom is understanding, comprehension, insight, see into it, how to discern discretion, knowing what to do with the understanding, discernment, when and how. And then moving on, because this goes on down from six through twelve, I believe. For the Lord gives wisdom from the mouth comes comes knowledge and understanding. In verse 7, he stores up sound wisdom to the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. Verse 8, guarding the paths of justice, and he preserves the way of the godly ones. A lot of, lot of, lot of blessings here and promises because we understand the fear of the Lord. Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity and every good course. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will guard you. Understanding will watch over you. Hallelujah. Listen to all these blessings because you understand. 
and know the fear of the Lord. Pretty amazing. That's, that's amazing promises. In Ephesians 4.30, do not grieve. This goes back to practicing the presence of God. And this is, this is to, to have the, the fear of the Lord, the spirit of the fear of the Lord within us. We, get, we will know how to practice God's presence. It says, do not, in verse 30, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Do not grieve him. Let me read this again. Do not let your speech cause you. This, that was actually, do not grieve. This is Ecclesiastes 5, 6. This is Solomon. This is the Old Testament. Okay? Listen. Do not let your speech cause you to sin, and do not say in the presence of the messenger of God, angel, uh, that it was a mistake. Why should God be angry on account of your voice and destroy the work of your hands? For in, in many dreams and many words, there is emptiness rather than fear God. In many words, there's sin. There, there's vanity, there's sin in many multitude of words. I'm working on that. But why, why do not let your speech cause you? Because in the Old Testament, they had guardian angels. The messenger of God is recording this. We all, I think down here, I'm talking Corinthians, but it's also Romans. It's also a lot of places. We're going to discuss the judgment of God, the famous seat of Christ. It's the judgment of the righteousness. When we speak about judgment, when we speak about judgment of the of of of, of the Christian, it's for it, we all will be. It's not with condemnation. You got to remember Romans eight one. Therefore, now there is no condemnation, but every single Christian will bow before the judgment seat of Christ, and all things will be revealed. I, I think I'll share this down here later. I, I hope I put it in there. How it, for both good and bad, and any all things will be manifest. I should have this in here. I don't know. I, I did this in a hurry this morning. I got confused trying to do another chapter, and but I want you to listen to what I have to say. The judgment seat of Christ. Every knee shall bow, including ours. We will be judged for good and bad. This is not in here, but I'll give you a little a, a, a little glimpse at the. Uh, wedding, marriage, supper of the Lamb. And, and Revelations 19, verse 7, said the bride has made herself ready. The bride has made herself ready. And in verse 8 it says, she has clothed herself with fine linens. Have you clothed yourself with fine linens? For the fine linens are the righteous deeds of the saint. There is not an equal reward how many righteous acts, how many acceptable offerings have you offered the Lord that were acceptable? This is what the fear of the Lord is all about, to understand what is acceptable to God and what is not. This judgment, the judgment seat of Christ, is not the great white throne judgment. It's not God's final judgment in into, but it is the judgment seat of Christ that all every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, and it is not, it is not about eternal damnation. It's about eternal reward. There comes a time when time stops. Whatever it is is what it is. Those that have given much, they will be rewarded much. 
the, the, the parable of the talents of the miners. Some will judge ten cities, some five, some whatever. There's not equal reward because some, I believe, will not be condemned, but they might have them a fine linen T-shirt or something because the linen, the white, the righteous acts of all of us, the, the acceptable offerings. We're going to talk about this in the priesthood. A priest makes sacrifice. Our life, we should give ourselves an acceptable sacrifice, a living sacrifice, 12-1 of Romans, just like Jesus gave himself, but a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Those acceptable, the visit the widows and orphans. That's pure and undefiled religion. To, to the the praise, worship is a, a, a offering, a sacrifice of praise. All of these acceptable sacrifices that we do, there is a reward. And there, and, and the reward is, I believe, the robes that we get forever. And of the robes, cause she has made herself ready. She has put on fine linen which are the righteous acts of the saints. Your righteous acts, check, check, check. Those unrepented sins will be manifest. I, I can, we, we will talk about this in judgment. It all will be exposed. I, I keep, Lord, do I need to repent? And I, sometimes stuff comes up. Lord, I don't know if I ever repented of that. Please forgive me. I want it under the blood. When that day, when all things are made manifest in my life, before the throne, in judgment. I, I don't want something to come out. It will be exposed. If it's a, I don't want it to cost me one more fold of my white linen robe that I get from the Lord because they are the righteous acts of the saints. We're judged for both good and evil. We will talk about judgment, but I want, this is what I'm talking about here, that, that, that you need to understand the fear of the Lord. That will guard us and keep us from sin, from disappointments. It will also allow us to understand when we have so we can quickly repent and turn around, walk away, ask God's forgiveness, put it under the blood. And we won't have to worry about seeing that again at the day we bow because we're going to be all judged for both good and bad. It clearly says that. I will share with you that in judgment. But here, the fear of the Lord will allow you to walk in holiness. The Holy Spirit not only gives us wisdom and knowledge, it empowers us. And 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 so anyway, I got into that off of Ecclesiastes about the presence of the angels. Well, we've been given the Holy Spirit. There is nothing that we do that God is not with us. No matter what you say, no matter what you do, if you're a Christian, if, if you're sinning, you are grieving the God and you call yourself a Christian and believe that God is with you, in you, and on you, you are grieving the Holy Spirit. It says, do not do that. Timothy in, in 1 9 says, guard that treasure. We've been sealed. I, I, I know I got these scriptures, I think, down here. Let me read Timothy 2 1 12 here. Uh, it's right here. For this reason, I also suffer these things, but I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. Retain the standard of sound words, 
which you have heard from me in the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Guard through the Holy Spirit the who dwells in us this treasure that has been entrusted to us. One of that treasure is the Holy Spirit that's been trusted is the fear of the Lord. And, and, and let us, let's not grieve. Let's not grieve this Holy Spirit by not discerning, not understanding the, what comes out of our mouth. I, I, I need, I've, I've had to repent about that and have to try to guard because in many words it says there's sin. There's vanity in another translation, but there's, there's sin. And I, I sometimes can be a man of many words. And I have to, because I spend so much time really by myself with the Lord. And when I get up with somebody, I get excited and it just bubbles. And I have to try to watch that. And I'm trying to, I'm asking God to help me. So I can be, uh, I can discern and understand and know what's proper, improper, that I can be pleasing to him, that I don't grieve him. Now, I'm not talking about my salvation. I'm just talking about my reward. I don't, I don't want, I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. I don't want to, I don't want to be contrary to the spirit of fear that's within me, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of might. All these, the sevenfold spirits that are part, make up the Holy Spirit himself that has been given to us. And the spirit of the fear of the Lord has been given us to stand in awe and of the Lord and to try, because we are in all, to walk in holiness as he is holy. Not in our own strength, but we have died to our own strength. And we walk by faith in the power of his spirit and the counsel of wisdom. In all of these understanding and all of the, all the power of the Holy Spirit given us to walk not contrary to his leading, that we may be pleasing to him, that we may have many festal robes, not just some white linen little t-shirt or something. I want, I want, I want my offerings to be acceptable to him. I don't want to one day make all these beautiful offerings to him and the next day I'm acting like I've never known God. That should not be the word said. We shouldn't be like that. We either are or not. The fear of the Lord will allow you to be steady because you will be quickly convicted if you start getting on. And you say, I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry. Let's just, right? I'm sorry. Forgive me. Because I, I just understood what I was doing. I, I've done run off again. Come back. There is forgiveness. Repent. Repentance. Lord, repent. Repent. It's good to have this stuff under the blood. But let's, let's not grieve him by walking contrary to the fear of the Lord that has been given us for us to walk in holiness and righteousness, right relationship. And uh, 1 Corinthians 4, 4, For I am conscious of nothing against myself, yet I am not by this acquitted, but the one who examines me is the Lord. Uh, verse uh, 5, therefore, I do not go on passing judgment before the time, but wait until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the things hidden in darkness. The Lord, when the Lord comes, he's going to bring to light all things hidden and disclose the motives of men's hearts. How about that? And then each man's praise will come to him from God. 
all things are going to be manifest. It says in Romans that, that all things are going to be manifest in, in the Bama's judgment. And it's going to be judged for good and evil. This is for reward. Now remember in Romans 8, there is no condemnation, but there is still a judgment for the righteous. For both good and bad. All things will be manifest. All things will come to light. It tells us that also in Romans. This is the judgment seat of Christ. This is our judgment. This is the church judgment. We act like, oh, I got saved. I'm going to heaven. We're going to death streets of love. We are. But there's different levels. There, there's, there's at least different dress. Because I know those fine linens that she, the bride, she put clothed herself with fine linen, her righteous deeds. Those robes, those festival, festal robes that we put on. Hopefully yours is festal. It's all, you're all decked out in these fine linen. And I imagine you're here well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful with much, I'm going to put you in charge of much. And then the other one, you were faithful, I'll put you in charge of a little. But you know when he gets to the second guy there, he doesn't say good and faithful, he just says you did good. The guy, the other guy that did, did nothing, he buried it, he was cast in eternal damnation. But the first one, the ten, said good and faithful. The next one, he just says, here, I'm going to give you five. Didn't say good and faithful. He likes to tenfold. He likes us, even though this one was not eternally judged, he did not get the same, nor did he get good and faithful. Go back and read that parable. It's kind of interesting. But anyway, I want you to know that there is a judgment. I want to hear good and faithful. I don't, I don't, I don't, I just want to be with God. I don't care about how many cities I, I rule during the millennium. I don't, it doesn't matter. I, I want to be with him. I want to do what he wants me to do. But I want to do it here so then I don't have to worry about, I'll let him, I'll let him take care of that. But I know that understanding and knowing the fear of the Lord is the path of righteousness. That he will lead me. He will guide me. He will give me the understanding that I need the discernment. He will give me the strength. I will be able to take all of the spirits of the Holy Spirit that has been given to me and use them to to be able to be manifest as His Son. Pleasing. This offering, this living sacrifice, this priesthood that I've been called of Melchizedek where I bring my own, just as Jesus brought His, Not a dead, don't have to die this time. It's a living sacrifice. But we have to die to self. We have to die to our own. We have to present ourselves on the altar, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. And the way that we can ensure that is to walk in the fear of the Lord. And there will be blessing. There will be health. There will be knowledge. There will be understanding. There will be discernment. There will be refuge for our kids. There's all kind of promises. But more than that, there will be eternal salvation and a presence with God himself. Please choose today the fear of the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen.